0: All praises, all praises, all praises, all praises. Man, oh man, guys, you guys do not understand how good I feel right now and how calm and collective I feel right now. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed anything about the audio. Um, There's kind of a little, I would say, echo just because of uh, my setup that I have right now. But I just got me a microphone. So which means that the quality of my voice will be better. All praises to the most high, you know what I mean? So all praises to the most high for that, right? So, 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 we are going to get started with this podcast. We are going to get, uh, to get started on this podcast. Man, oh man, guys, I have a treat for you guys. I have a treat for you guys today. And today it is going to be interesting, Right. But first and foremost, I want to give all praises, honor, and glory to Yahweh, and we do so by Hashem Yahusha, man. Now, this is a podcast by a YouTuber that has about three hundred and forty-four k subscribers on YouTube. His name is Young Don Reborn, right? And I'm not even going to lie to you guys; I like the brother. The brother is a very uh, he's he seems like he seems like a cool dude. I can't even lie with you guys. I'm not going to hate on on him at all. I'm not going to hate on him. I'm not going to, you know, bash him in any type of way. There's no need to bash. You know, what I mean, he's a brother that worked hard for his subscribers, etc. But just like the scriptures say, the straight way is not the way, but the um narrow way is the right way to go. And he has a pretty big fan base, which I mean, if we want to be honest, anybody that teaches the idea uh the ideology of Christianity is going to get a huge fan base. Everybody knows that. If you teach that you don't have to keep the law, that you can love everybody and um, that you are saved 100 percent. Then you're going to get a crowd. You're going to get a a big crowd around you and you're going to have a lot of support, even people that don't even care about the Bible. And you tell them your ideology and your ideology is Well, I believe everybody can be saved. I believe everybody is one. I believe everybody is equal. They're going to be for you, even though they're not even religious. They don't care about Christ. None of that. They will be for you just because that's how you believe. And that's what you think. But sadly to say, that's not what the Bible teaches. Right. So let's get this started. So this is a YouTuber like like I said, uh Young Don Reborn, and he is talking about this is why people leave Christianity. Now, I seen this brother um I guess he's a popular brother and he was talking about how uh the reasons why that he left Christianity, right? And um Young Don responded and this uh is actually old now, not young Don's uh not young Don's response, but the brother that made the clip of why he left Christianity. Right? So we're gonna get into this, and I hope you guys enjoy, and I hope you guys are edified. That's my most important thing is to edify. All oh, praises. Let's get let's get it going. We talks.
1: I'm gonna read the Bible front to back. I've decided to devote my life to Jesus. I've stopped cursing for some years and everything. Like you don't understand, I was on fire.
2: Listen to that. He said he stopped cursing for some years. He was on fire. This is how a lot of um, you know, unsaved people speak. <laughs> Why I stopped believing the gospel. All right, let's see what this uh dude's saying. Brandon Rashad it would seem as if a lot of you recognize him and I think I've seen one video by him before, actually. His face does look familiar.
1: I really just want to get into the questions that I had. And I'm going to ask you guys these same questions. And I want you guys to think about these questions. All right, Philip Johnson Jr. with the (laughs) Fiverr.
2: My dad taught me free grace with my mom, but they divorced. And he hasn't been Christian for about 10 years. Thoughts. So he doesn't believe in the gospel Is what you're saying? He doesn't He doesn't believe it? Or is he not living the Christian life? See, there's a difference. What it means to be, truly be Christian is to be sealed with the Holy Spirit. Uh, that is not a choice. Once you believe and are saved, you cannot remove the Holy Spirit. Um, the Apostle Paul tells us that there's nothing that you can do in death or life that can separate you from the Father once you have been made one. If he truly believed in the sacrifice... The death, burial, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ as the sole payment for his sins. If he ever trusted in that, then he is still a Christian. What I would be curious to know is, does he now think it is untrue? Does he believe that Jesus did not really die for his sins? Does he believe that Jesus was not the sufficient payment for his sins? That is what it would be to now to be unbelieving of the gospel. Furthermore, um, you know, living a Christian life, that is a choice, that is a choice that is separate from uh, trusting in Jesus, right? That's a difference between service and salvation. They're completely different. Not everyone who is saved goes forth and then lives a life of service. And not everyone who lives a life of service does that consistently. There can be entire seasons where people step away from service for you know a number of reasons. And so that is what I would be curious to ask your father to ask you on his behalf, but Let's get back to this guy and see, you know, what it is that he has to say. All praises. So
0: the reason why that I let you guys hear that for quite some time, you know, I let let you guys hear that because I wanted to address all of that. First off, first off. Let's talk about what the true gospel is. Right. Let's just talk about what the gospel is. Right. A lot of people and Christians believe that the gospel is actually uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they believe that is the actual gospel, right? They believe that the that the gospel are those four books, right? And that and those are the good news. Here is actually the good news. That is actually the gospel, right? Uh, da, 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 da. Actually, you know what? Let's actually go to Luke. Let's go to Luke. Luke four. And let's see what Christ says, right? Luke 4 and 17. Let's go to Luke 4:17. And there was a delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, right? And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Verse 18: The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He have sent me to heal the broken hearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Right. This is the actual. Uh, <laughs> this is the actual gospel. The actual gospel is. The Israelites being saved from their enemies. That is the actual gospel. Right. And if you want want to read the full context, it's Isaiah 61 and just read that. Read Isaiah 61 and verse one to Isaiah verse nine. Right. Or sorry, to verse nine. And that's all you need to really know. That is the true gospel. The true gospel is for the Israelites, to be saved from their enemies. Simply, that's the gospel. You know what I mean? And that's what we need to understand when we go to um, what is the gospel topic, because it simply stated in the scriptures, even Christ said what the gospel is in Luke 4 and 18. And that's what we need to really understand. And let's go to Luke again. Let's go to Luke one. Right. Let's just go to Luke one. Luke one. Luke one. And 68. Blessed be the Lord, God of Israel, for he have visited and redeemed his people. Verse 69. And have raised up a horn of salvation. Do you guys remember when he said there's a difference between salvation and servant? Right. Well, who is salvation for? Right. Let's keep on reading. Horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. Mm. Mm. Mm Verse 70, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, verse 71, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. So, this is actually the true gospel from us being saved from our enemies and not, you know, teaching. The book of Mark, the book of Matthew, the book of Mark, the book of Luke and the book of uh, of of um, dang, I forgot. Got the other book, Uh, John, (laughs) the book of John. That's not the true gospel, but that's how people say. What the gospel is, which is the so-called four books. Now, if we want to be really technical and really go deep into it, the four books are really for the Israelites. So that is the gospel technically, but the real gospel is the Israelites being saved from their enemies, right? So let's just continue. Well,
1: so when I was 19, I think I think I was around nineteen years old. I decided I wanted to read the Bible for myself. Something I was actually on fire for the word. I was on I was on fire for Jesus. You, you know, know what I'm what saying? So I wanted to read the Bible for myself. I wanted to read it from front to back. I wanted to see what the Bible was talking about. Because only time I really heard the Bible was Mr. Mallard with the fiber.
2: I oh, man, y'all love the homosexual questions, don't you? Y'all got y'all just love starting up something, man. Yo, Don, you missed my dono last stream, but my question was do homosexuals go to heaven um, like they believe, but they stray that way and embrace it. Well, there are a couple of things wrong with this sentence. Uh one, there is no such thing as a homosexual. There
0: Red flag already. There is no such thing as a homosexual. Let's search up the definition of homosexual, right? Homosexual. And let's see what homosexual is. Right? Let's see what it is. See the definition of it, right? Uh oh no, not homosexuality. Homosexual. Okay, what is a homosexual? Of a person, let me say this again, of a person sexually attracted to people of one's own sex. That's a homosexual. For you to say there's no such thing as a homosexual, but brother, what, what are you talking about when you say there's no such thing as a homosexual? Literally, the definition of homosexual is of a person sexually attracted to people of one of one's own sex. I mean, that's plain as simple as that. Let's <laughs> let's continue men who commit the sin of homosexuality do you
2: understand god doesn't make gay people everybody is made a human being and then some people fall into the sin of homosexuality and uh, uh, people can repent of that lifestyle people can be saved and delivered from that lifestyle you know i'm saying if they were born a homosexual then they would have to be that way to end
0: of their life and so they have no hope and here's the crazy part right Y'all just heard him. Y'all just heard him. Right? He said the people that turn right into becoming a homosexual actually let's go back. I want to just say this word by word.
2: Right? There are a couple of things wrong with this sentence. Let's just go back. Uh, One there is no such thing as a homosexual. There are for there men who commit the sin of
0: homosexuality. Do you understand? God doesn't make gay people. He said God doesn't make gay people. Here's the problem with that, right? He said God doesn't make gay people, right? <sighs> man, oh man. Uh uh, okay, this is Proverbs chapter sixteen, verse four. The Lord's the Lord works out everything uh, to its proper end, even the wicked for a day of disaster. This is the NIV. So the Most High God made, right? The, the The Most High God made the wicked for the day of disaster. And what is homosexuality? It's wicked. One flaw. Everybody is made
2: a human being, and then some people fall into the sin of homosexuality, and uh, uh, people can repent of that lifestyle people can be saved and delivered from that lifestyle you know i'm saying if they were born a homosexual then they would have to be that way to the end of their life and so they have no hope and isn't it the desire of all christians that if they they know somebody that is living that lifestyle that they may, may turn from that lifestyle because it's in their best interest and for no other reason than that anyway do they go to heaven everybody who believes on jesus goes to heaven every and anybody who believes on jesus will go to heaven that's it, there is no sin. see, we have this
0: uh this tendency, so I want to just address that too. He said, first off, he said that you know God made them the homosexual, whatever blah blah, right. Then he said, if you just believe on Christ see and this is and this is the problem with Christianity right now, this is the problem with it, right the problem with Christians so-called Christians. Christianity the problem with it is that they believe that all you have to do is just believe on Christ and you're 100% saved. The Bible does not teach that. Let's let me go. Oh, let me see. Right. KJV. Let me see right quick, Salakia. Let me just get this verse right quick. What is that? Matthew 24? Yep. This is Matthew 24, verse 13, red leather. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. So in order for you to get saved, what has to happen, guys? (laughs) What has to happen? You have to wait until the end. Because people that say I'm 100 percent saved just because I put my faith and belief on Christ, I'm 100 percent saved. And now I'm going to go to heaven. I'm a a straight 100 percent go to heaven. So that means that you have it better than God's elect. And everybody else. That has to face judgment day. So you're telling me that you don't have to face judgment day. That's crazy. That is 100% crazy to believe that, that you have to have some type of common sense to really believe that when you die, you're going to 100% go to heaven without any type of judgment from the most high God himself. And then people don't even know they are even, bro, people don't even know if they're going to be in the book of life or, or not. And that's crazy. People don't know that. All they know is, I believe, leave on Christ. I'm saved. I get baptized. I'm saved. <laughs> and you're telling me you're not going to go to Judge uh, to Judgment Day and you're you're going to. uh, And the Most High is going to have books. And then he's also going to have books of your works and then a and then the book of life. And you're saying that you're going to miss all of that just because you believe on Christ. What? Incredible. So you won't know if you're fully saved until the end times. Because I'm going to be real with you. No one knows if they're saved. Even the elect. Whoever the elect are, you do not know 100% if they're even saved. Like, or not even saved, but we we don't even know where who they are, right? We don't know who the uh who the elects are, right? So that means we don't know if we're the elects or if we're saved. yet. we have to endure until the end. That's just an honest truth. <laughs> that is crazy. And then let's go to everybody's favorite, First Corinthians six. This is just. I. Uh, uh, uh. I don't understand why he even, you know, why he even went here. First Corinthians six and nine, KJV: Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? But, or sorry, be not deceived: neither fornicators, nor adulterers, uh, sorry, no, uh, idolaters, nor adulterers, uh, nor effeminate nor abusers of themselves with mankind aka homosexuality so they're not going to enter into the kingdom of god so how are you going to say that all they have to do is just believe and they can enter into the kingdom of god brother that is 100 false <laughs> let's keep going
2: Seeing Christianity to, you know, put certain sins on a pedestal, homosexuality being one of them as some kind of unforgivable sin and, or some kind of sin that is too heavy for Jesus to lift. Some, some kind of uh, sin that was too heavy to get nailed to the cross, a sin that is too
0: strong to be washed by the blood of Jesus. You see? Let's talk about that, too. Right. And yes, I'm going to stop this a lot because he's saying points that can easily be debunked quick, right? Let's go to Acts, right? Let's go to Acts, the third chapter, and let's see why, and let's see the third chapter, verse 18, and let's see why Christ died, right? Let's see the the main reason why Christ died. This, this is Acts chapter 3, verse 18, but those things with God, which God Before have showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he have so fulfilled. So, what is this talking about? This is basically talking about Christ came on the earth to fulfill what the prophet said that he was going to do. And everybody should know that. Which is what? Save his people, which are who? Which are the Israelites. That's the whole reason why Christ even came to the earth, was to save his people. That's the true gospel, right? Like, come on, dude. Like, he didn't change anything. Like, let's just do, let's just go here, right? Matthew 5. This is just crazy. (laughs) Matthew 5 and 17. Think not that I come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. And what did he come to fulfill? He came to fulfill his duty that was stated from the prophets from old. Verse 18, for verily I say unto you till heaven and earth pass one jot, or one tittle shall in no wise uh, pass from the law till all be fulfilled. First off, has all been fulfilled yet? Some might say yes. All has been, all has been done. Everything's done. Okay. So has Christ came back yet? Well, uh, he hasn't. Respectfully, he hasn't. So if he hasn't come back yet, then to me, it seems like that we still need to keep the law. To me, it seems like not one job or one tittle has failed. And let's read verse 19, because some people like him, like young Don, will say, well, we don't have to keep the law no more because Christ died for us and he died for us to to basically do whatever we want. All we have to do is just believe on Christ, believe that he died for us, uh believe that he uh be- 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 we need to believe in his birth uh and his death and his resurrection and we're saved. And that's all we have to do. But watch what Matthew 5 and 19 says. Matthew 5 and 19 says, "Whosoever Therefore shall break one of the least commandments and shall teach man. So he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. So young Don, you're going to be the least in the kingdom. And anybody that teaches that you should not keep the commandments, you're going to be the least into the kingdom. So get ready. Incredible.
2: See, when you become saved, you don't, it's not as if you truly repented of your sins. In reality, nobody is even fully aware of exactly how sinful they are. And many of us continue to commit sins and the same sins after we become saved. Um, Many of these sins are sins that we aren't even aware of. Again, I I direct you to Proverbs 24 verse 9, even the thought of foolishness is a sin. I direct you to the book of Ephesians, where Paul tells us that even joking around is a sin and most certainly finding entertainment in the sin of others is a sin. And so it's, you know, um, point is, you know, eating junk food is a sin. If smoking cigarettes is a sin, then eating junk food is a sin. Book is the same thing. It's destroying the body. And a lot of Christians have no problem throwing down a pizza on a Friday night. So yeah.
0: Let's just get that, too. Let's get that, too. Let's get that, too. Ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way that you're going to tell me respectfully, young Don. Ain't no way that you're going to tell me that I'm sinning just because I want to chill out. Right. Because now we have to understand what is sin according to, to the Bible. But let's just go to it. This is first John chapter three, verse four. Whosoever committed sin transgressive transgressive also the law. For sin is the transgressive of the law. Uh Everything that you just said is not the law, my brother. To me, that sounds like, okay, if you do all of these things, it's sin. Is it actual sin? No, it's not actual sin. You know what, what it is? It's actually a principle, right? Just like, for instance, what's that verse? James 4 and, se- uh, James 4 and, se- and uh, 17, I believe, that tells you that it feels like you you have sinned. It, it it feels like you have sinned because what you don't help anybody. But your gut says that you should. You will feel like you are sinning, just like uh, with the unclean foods. Right. Or not or not. Sorry, not that. But when you break one law, then it seems like that you break them all. Right. Did you break the whole law? No, you did not. You, you just broke one law. But Christians take that literal and they say, oh, well, since you broke one law, then you broke them all. See, we're not perfect, even though that Christ said that we need to be perfect like our father in heaven is perfect. But Christianity teaches us that we can't be perfect. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible, mate. Incredible, mate. <laughs> Yes, even the sin of homosexuality,
2: if someone trusts on Jesus, which, you know, if anyone has incentive to lean on Jesus, it would be someone who, you know, is struggling with a sin that they they feel is interwoven into their flesh. You know, they need a lot of spiritual guidance because anyone can be delivered from any sin. That being the case, yes. And if they continue to, you know, live in that sin after the fact, they will go to heaven. That is how that
0: works. You see that? That is crazy. (laughs) That is crazy. Basically, what he's teaching is. Like, uh, bro, I I kid you not. (laughs) I kid you not. I say this all the time, guys. Christianity is lawlessness. Christianity believes that you can do whatever you want to believe on Christ and be saved. And that's it. You don't have to do no works, no, no anything. You are saved 100 percent. This is why I say, what is the point of Christians repenting when they don't believe when repentance is coming back? What are you coming back to? You're coming back to the law. So when you come back to the to the law, what happens? You need to do that. Right. And then some Christians might say, well, we need to repent. So we need to come back to Christ. Okay, cool. I'm cool with that, too. But this is the issue. How can you come back to Christ? But Christ said this. Right. Let's just go. Let's just go here. Right. Let's go to Matthew 4. Right. Let's go to Matthew 4. Red letter. Matthew 4 and 4. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So that means that we need to keep the commandments. So that means that we need to keep every word that came out of the mouth of Christ's father. Why aren't we doing that? Right. So if you all want to turn back to Christ, that's fine. But you need to also walk just like Christ. And that's keeping the commandments because he never taught against the commandments ever. You got me uh, up. You got me uh, up on that. (laughs) That is incredible. You cannot say that we're saved by just believing by just faith. You cannot save that. Or sorry, you 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 cannot say that we're only saved just by faith, and that's it. Because, like this or not, faith is a work. Faith is also a work. And let's just go to it, right? This is my favorite scripture. I didn't want to bring this out, but I'm gonna bring bring it out. All right? I'm gonna bring this scripture out. Deuteronomy 18 and 18. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee and I or sorry and will put my words in his mouth. So God will put his words in the prophet that he made. Uh, He will put his words in his mouth. Right. And then it also says, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. So it is a commandment to believe on this prophet. And who is this? Any Christian apologist will tell you this is talking about Christ. Simply talking about Christ. Let's continue. When
1: I went to church or when we had Bible study growing up as a family.
2: Listen to how he talks.
1: I'm gonna read the Bible front to back. I'm deciding to devote my life to Jesus. I stopped cursing for some years and everything. Like you don't understand, I was on fire.
2: Anyway. Listen to that. He said he stopped cursing for some years. He was on fire. This is how a lot of um, you know, unsaved people speak. They think that because they can think of a handful of sins that they made the conscious decision to curb, that they've somehow attained the level of, you know righteousness or holiness or set apartness you know it's laughable truly in the eyes of god um this righteousness is is is, is pathetic now it, it is something we should pursue we should all pursue trying to become more godly but you know god hates pride and pride also by definition includes consciousness of one's own dignity you know something i've been trying to exercise more and even just saying it makes me feel weird is that I've been trying to be conscious, consciously humble myself more and more in in moments where I feel proud of myself. I remind myself that I am nothing. I have accomplished nothing and I am, and I can do nothing without God. All that is good comes from God. All that is bad comes from me and the devil. And so it's, it's, it's like, (laughs) there is no room to pat yourself on the back still, even with that temperament is still incredibly grateful because you see, when you look at life through that lens, you realize just how much God is doing for you and just how much God is blessing you. And so, this is the temperament that free grace naturally leads to humility, right? Not saying that I am like a pinnacle of humility by any means, trust me. Still got a long way to go. But in the sense of free grace put, moves you towards humility, lordship salvation puts you towards self righteousness and pride. Because the only way that you can feel secure in your salvation as someone who believes that living your life a certain way is necessary to being saved is to delude yourself into thinking that you are living your life righteously. You have to become prideful. If you look to yourself to be saved, you have to become prideful.
0: I'm still here. I promise.
2: (laughs) Again, the definition of pride, in part, is consciousness of one's own dignity. But the Bible is very clear about how God feels about pride.
1: Anyway, so I was like, I'm going to read the Bible front to back. I'm going to learn the word even more. i want to get deeper into Christianity. Woo, woo, woo. I read the Bible front to back. No joke. I skipped no book except for like, numbers, you know? But for the most part, I did not skip any books, any passages, anything. I read the Bible from front to back. It took me, like, almost a year. I had so many questions. I'm going to keep it all the way stacked. I had so many
2: questions of course you did because it would seem to me that he was never given the gospel and so he was never got saved and so he couldn't understand the bible the bible is very clear that you have to be saved in order to understand the bible first corinthians 2 14 but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of god for they are foolishness unto him neither can he know them because they are
0: spiritually discerned They are spiritually discerned. All praises, right? Finally, 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 we get a scripture. And not just talking. Respectfully talking. Almost put me me to sleep. Low key. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, anyway. He said, right, and this is the problem that I have. Let's go to first Corinthians, right? This is the problem. (laughs) This is the problem. 1 Corinthians 2. Oh, man, this is the problem. This is the problem. This is the problem. Right. So he went to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Right. And what he did was, you know, what he did was he went to this verse and he did what so many Christians hate that the Hebrew Israelites do. And he read out of context. Right. If you if if. If you spoke to him today and you said, hey, what is that talking about? He couldn't break break it down to you correctly. He would possibly say, well, this is talking about if you um, that the that in order for you to read the Bible, you have to be what you have to be saved. Huh? Let's go to first Corinthians chapter two, verse 13, and let's see what this is actually saying. Right. Let let me read this in this type of way, just for y'all to understand. And by the way, I want you guys to understand this too. I do comparative translation, which means I read all types of translated books. This is how I study. This is how I understand scripture, right? So sometimes it will help you. But sometimes some of these translations are kind of bugged out. I cannot deny that right? So this is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13 in the NLT. When we tell you these things, we do not use that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual things. So what Paul is trying to tell these Corinthians, which are Israelites, um, what he's trying to say is he's just trying to say we're not talking wisdom from a human form. Right. And what do I mean by human form? I'm talking about like your own understanding. What you think is true, what you think is right. And then he says, instead, we speak words given to us by the spirit, the spirit of what the Holy Ghost. Right. So they are speaking to these Israelites, or let's not even say that, right? Let's just say these people, these Corinthians, right? Let's just say that. These uh, These Corinthians, Paul is speaking to these Corinthians in spiritual things from the Holy Ghost and not just spiritual things of himself. That's what 13 is talking about. And that's the context of it. Let's go to 14. But people who aren't spiritual. Now, what is this? But people who aren't spiritual, this is talking about people that don't care about the Bible, that aren't religious, that don't care about, um, that don't care about any type of religion. These are just spiritual people that we have today that does the, that does the crystals and, and all of that stuff. These, uh, 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 um, The spiritual people in this context is that type of person that is not religious. That is a spiritual person. Right. Let's read this one one more time. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive things, uh, these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who aren't spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Right. Let's go down to 16. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. Now, let me explain to you what this is actually talking about. Paul is simply talking about We are going to teach you the wisdom from the Holy Ghost because we have the mind of Christ. And we don't have the mind of ourselves. That's all that's saying. Did you guys hear young Don when I started this podcast? Young Don said this guy is not saved. This guy doesn't. Uh, I believe he said this guy isn't saved, and he actually, or something like like that's all that that I re uh re, re re remember. All he said was, from what I know, is he's not saved, right, brother? The crazy part is the brother that made the the YouTube post. Stating that he's confused and don't know anything. You said that he needs the Holy Spirit. What if he had the Holy Spirit? What if he didn't have the Holy Spirit? How would you know? See, this is the thing that we need to understand. You're bearing a false witness. Because, I mean, you don't know and I don't know if he had the Holy Ghost on on him or not. Right? And then young Don said... If you believe on Christ, believe everything that happened, then you will be saved. The brother just said he believed on Christ and he was he believed on Christ and he was for Jesus. Now you're saying he's not saved. Why? Why is he not saved? He said he, he believes on Christ. He believes in the death, the birth and the resurrection. Or sorry, the birth, the death and the resurrection. And he believes that. And you're disclaiming that he's saved just because what he don't understand what the scriptures said. Brother, this scripture has absolutely nothing to do with the brother that needs help or that left Christianity. This scripture, First Corinthians, chapter two, verse 13, all the way to 16, is only talking about that Paul is teaching to the Corinthians in a spiritual manner of the Holy Ghost. And they have the mind of Christ rather than a person that doesn't have spiritual things uh, from the Holy Ghost, but just their own illusion. And they don't have the mind of Christ. That is what this passage is talking about. The brother has the mind of christ he just left the religion christianity that's all he did because christianity doesn't teach what the bible says that's just the truth that's the honest truth and that's why you wonder why it's called a religion let's just be honest let's continue truth of the bible can only be revealed onto you
2: once you Place your trust in Jesus, because that is the only way for you to receive the Holy Spirit. Upon receiving the Holy Spirit, you now have the Comforter. And the, Jesus tells us what the Comforter does. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Perfect. He will teach you all things, guide you through the scriptures. And so it is quite a shame that this young man or this man, Um, Read the Bible cover to cover. It's reading the Bible cover to cover without the Holy Spirit is like, man, talk about a pointless exercise. Wow.
0: Wow. Can't believe he said that. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, let me go to it. Where is it? Right. Because he said that the Holy Spirit, right? He said that the Holy Spirit, we need the Holy Spirit to... um, we need the Holy Spirit to teach us all things, right? Let me see something real quick. Uh, trying to find my notes. Where is it? The lock for this. I was trying to find it to see where it was. Uh, it might be back here. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um what let lesson is this? I don't know what that is. Profit should be given law because He was talking about the Holy Spirit, so I want to get that verse, or not that verse, but I want to get that, I, I want to show y'all something, that's actually what I want to do, I just can't find where, where, I wrote it down now. where did I write it down, I have so much, I need to get my notes in order, to be honest with you guys, but it's not in order, so, okay, I'm going to find this. This is very edifying. Very, very, very edifying. People that follow uh, Uh Where is it? I I know I had it. What? Okay guys. I apologize for my uh for my unprofessional (laughs) unprofessionalists. Wow, don't do this to me now. Not now. I'm in the spot. (laughs) I'm in the spotlight. Taking. They don't know. I don't want that. Um. I could use that, though, but that's actually good. One. But I don't I need don't that one. right away. Man, where is it? I think I'm getting close to it. Think. I think I'm getting close to it. Think I'm close to it. This is a breakdown. Five zero. Clean. Don't need that. That's incredible. I'm kind of not funny. She makes me kind of mad. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let me see if I can type it in real quick. Let me see if I can type it in real quick. Um no. Let's see. Um, let's see. Teachers, KJV. I think it's an axe. Yeah, axe. Acts 8 and 30, something, 30 something. I do know that. Philip, Philip, random. All praises. Yo, the Holy Spirit just came on me. <laughs> no. The Holy Spirit just came up, came on me. All praises. Um. Okay, all praises. So young Don just said, right, he just said, like, you know, that you need the you need the Holy Spirit to come to you because the Most High God will bring the Holy Spirit to you. And that is true. That is 100 percent true. I agree with that. But sometimes. The Holy Spirit will not actually come to you, but sometimes the Holy Spirit will actually bring people into your life to teach the Bible for you. Example, Acts chapter eight, verse 30, uh, verse twenty nine. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the uh, cartridge. I believe that's what that word is. The next verse, Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah, Philip asked, do you understand what you are reading? And then the man replied, how can I, unless someone instructs me? So the Holy Spirit told Philip to go over to that man so he can help him teach the prophet Isaiah. Simply what the Holy Ghost said, and this is and this is the N.O.T. And let's go to the K.J.V. Right? Let's go to the K.J.V. Let's go to Acts verse thirty or Acts uh, chapter eight, verse third, verse thirty-one. And he said, "How can I except some man should guide me?" So the Holy Ghost can actually send somebody to help you.
2: Kid. Talk about a pointless exercise. But anyway,
1: questions I had was, since God is the same today, yesterday, and forever, why back in those times did he have his chosen people, the Hebrews, the Israelites, whatever, um why were they his chosen people if god is the same today yesterday and forever does that mean he still has only chosen people why did he choose
0: hey man for this part you gotta watch part two man if you guys were edifying man you know just keep listening to me if you guys want to take some notes that would be so great man i would uh be so happy to um you know uh, to give you guys the edification that you guys need, if I, if I do. Um, if you guys didn't check out my last few podcasts, um, I did a podcast about Christianity. Um, uh, it, it, I forgot the girl's name, but uh, let let me go to the to my anchor real quick. Um, how many minutes do I got? I got, I got a few minutes. Let's just go to anchor real quick, right? I just want to tell you guys um, the type of podcast that I did so you you guys can be uh, so much of fun. So the few podcasts that I did lately is I did one podcast. It says, Asking Strangers Their Thoughts on Christianity. This podcast was really good because I felt like, you know, there was a lot of Christians that say that, you know, they're Christians. And then, I mean, if you guys... This is crazy. If you guys check out that podcast in the beginning, there's a guy that doesn't even know who his savior is. And he calls himself and says that he's a Christian. Incredible. Yeah. Oh, my. goodness, incredible. Then to even make things even more worse. The person that made the whole uh, post, her name is Hannah. Double talking like crazy. It is ridiculous. Ridiculous guys. You you guys should de- definitely definitely check that out. The second podcast that I made is the most, it's probably my favorite, uh, well, not my fa- favorite, I have a lot, but one of my most edifying uh most edifying podcasts that I have made, and that is Hell is Greek Mythology, right? Now we all know, if you don't know, but majority of Christianity has uh, has a lot of Greek and pagan traditions, right? And we just have to realize the truth, and that's just how it is. But if we want to be honest, you know, let's just keep it real. Hell is Greek mythology. Hell is not actually true. Hell is just a Greek mythology uh, be- belief, if we want to be honest with you. And so I break down, uh what is it? Revelation twenty verse fourteen, because it said hell and heaven, uh, or sorry, um, it said death and hell went into the lake of fire. So how does that make sense, right? How does how does death and uh, hell go into the lake of fire? But I explain all of it in this podcast, man. Go check it out, man. Go check it out. And then my last podcast that I will uh, suggest to you guys is what is sin. Now, of course. This is probably the most shortest, quickest things to really answer. But I mean, there was a guy that was trying to explain what sin is. And, and then he actually used James 4 and 17 to actually prove that sin can be like anything, just like young Don did. But sin is blatantly simple. It's 1 John uh, chapter 3, verse 4. Sin is transgressive of the law. That's what sin is. And if you guys do not keep the mosaic law, right? If we do not keep the law, then pfft, we sin. Christianity teaches that the mosaic law is done and away with, but <laughs> we're still sinning and we need to repent. How does that make any type of sense, right? When sin and repentance comes from the law. So if you guys want to be edified. In that, go listen to that 100%. It is great. No, it, it, it is not disappointing. I pro- promise you guys. And so, since I have this new uh, podcast mic, it will be even better. My podcasts are going to be booming. I want to give all praises, honor, and glory to the Most Yahweh, and we do so by Hashem Yahweh Shah. Until next time, Shalom. Peace.